It's Tennessee Titans talk. We're super pumped about Sunday's game, Titans, Texans. Fellas, we're a 10-point favorite. The Texans are 2-0 when they're double-digit dogs this year. This sounds like a gambling show, but we've told you this a million times. We Vegas is a really good pulse, right, big fella, for uh, what we might see in this game. Uh, your thoughts on the 10 points? I am always going to be nervous with an in-division game, especially when there's something on the line. But at the same time, there's something on the line, and I kind of still always like our team and ability to get up for that kind of a game. But 10 points is a big swing. Uh, we rarely see lines that big. Vegas understands that last time was a fluke with the weather and us playing bad. You know, we're probably the healthiest we've been all year. That's another factor, too. So maybe 10 is, is good. You know, and also, it's really weird that we have a lot of former Texans on our team. And that's always, you know me, I like those revenge games. Um, so with Vrabel, Deonta Foreman, uh, Zach Cunningham, and a few others, like, it's always it's always fun. Derry, it's, it's a national afterthought and within most of our fan base that we're going to win this game Sunday, get the number one seed. How's the pit of your stomach? Any worry here? I'm not worried this week for some reason. I, you know, I feel like we're at the the end of the season. You know, the Texans obviously don't have a ton to play for. I, I'd imagine that the players on that team want to get out of the season. You know, put some good stuff. Some of the players want to put some good stuff on tape because they're not going to be with the Texans next year. But I think as an organization, they want to think about their draft position. They want to think about their future. Um, and they probably want to see some players. And so I feel like if we can handle our business early, I think they're really not going to want to uh, you know compete with us to any like large degree landon any worry for you about sunday no not at all you said the line was 10.5 i take the times on that easily our first game i'm confident in saying was 100 a fluke in the most literal sense of the word we had 230 more yards than them but the issue was we had four or five turnovers a lot of them in the red zone that set them up with good field position if we just do what the bills did or what the patriots did against the bills and just run the ball every single time we win that game we didn't have any receivers because A.J. Brown and Marcus Johnson got hurt. A.J. Brown is back. Julio is back, even though he's good for like four catches for 30 yards, apparently. We've got something to play for. We're a hot team. We want momentum going into the bye week. We're going we're gonna to kill the Texans. They're the worst run defense in the NFL. Our run game has picked up Deontay Foreman revenge game. Take the over. Easy. All right. I want each of your opinion on if we and what we might see of Derrick Henry Sunday. We'll start with you, big fella kind of split on what I think about if he'll play or not. I personally would like to see him play, but I know that the team is going to be cautious with him and they want to get him some extra rest. I think we shared that, Landon, I think you should, you sent it about Derrick Henry <laughs> saying he's not here to rest. He's here to play. Yeah, so, Henry wants to play. Yeah. We know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, I, so I don't think, I think if he plays, he's not going to play the whole game. I was telling somebody at work the other day that I think it'd be cool if we got into like a goal line situation and all of a sudden Derek came in. You know, the risk of injury in a goal line situation for a running back like that is minimal because he's just a battering ram and he'll fall forward and score a touchdown. Um, you watched way too much wrestling as a kid. I love your narratives <laughs> like in your mind. What would be great? <laughs> it would be awesome. It's like, uh, at this high-risk moment, he comes in, they dim yeah. the lights, and blah, blah. Oh, it'd be perfect. You know, Sting is up in the rafters, and Derrick Henry's on the field. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, Derry, do you think we'll see uh, Derrick Henry? I think so. I, I think we have to treat this game for uh, for Henry like a preseason game, right? One or two series. Just let him, you know, get a feel for the game. Get, you know, uh, get some live action with uh, 
with what will be some first team, you know, sort of players on the Texans and then sit out the rest of the game, right? Like hide his helmet from him and just let him, you know, let's just watch him in uniform. That's it. So Landon, if we all agree, we should win this game Sunday. Obviously anything can happen. Secondarily to winning, it's about injuries. We have been a much different team when we had the injury bug. When we get everybody together and that's all kind of coming together, we can have a pretty healthy team come hopefully, you know, our first game uh, after a bye week. But we have one more game to play. How worried are you about the injury bug? Who should we be worried about going in? I just think about, just wish we had 17 weeks because I wish we could just move on. Obviously, (laughs) anything can happen. We could still lose this game even if we win, if we have a major injury, I guess is what I'm saying. What's the latest on who's going to play, who isn't Sunday? Yeah, that Dolphins game was the first time all year we've had a healthy team on either side of the ball. Maybe you can say the Cardinals, but LeJuan obviously wasn't 100%, and Dupree was still working back, but... We saw what a full-strength defense did to what was fringe playoff team. We annihilated them. What's our offense going to do? Because we saw week six against the Bills, who were a good defense back then when they had Tredavious White. Our full-strength offense looked like a top-five offense, and all those guys are coming back. And most importantly, the offensive line is actually starting to pick up down the stretch. Our injury list, it isn't as bad as it has been. There's not 25 guys on it. It's about 10. A lot of it's just maintenance. Naquan Jones probably won't play this week. He has back-to-back... DMPs. Everyone else is just maintenance. Julio's in. Lamb is in. Ben Jones is in. The only thing I'm worried about is Autry and Tart were both fine, and then they popped up limited yesterday. But other than Naquan Jones, we look to be full strength. The only question is, are some of these guys, are we going to rest them just to be safe? Like Roberson or Tart, do we run the risk against the Texans of all teams? Do we just play it safe? But overall, I'm not too worried about our injury report. And if we wanted to, and Henry's activated... We could see a full-strength roster on both sides of the ball. I mean, ideally, we get up by two touchdowns in the second half. Dante Foreman has, you know, like 15, 20 carries, and we just put them out, and people just start resting from that point, right? I would hope so. I mean, if we've got it in the bag, you know, pull pull some people, get Tannehill out there. Get Lawan out, get Saffold out. Yeah. Right, <laughs> Hopefully Saffold will make it that long. <laughs> yeah, ho- hopefully he won't get injured running out of the tunnel. I'm kidding. Saffold, but <laughs> I guess I owe him an apology. He didn't get hurt at all last week, and uh, <laughs> you know he came out looking okay. Derry, in your heart of hearts, are we a Super Bowl contender? Can you visualize us winning the whole thing this year? I honestly can. I, I you know I was reflecting on some of the early season games and the state of our defense and where we were. And just, you know, the end of last season and how we couldn't get anybody off the field on third down. We couldn't get a pass rush. Our front four, our, our defense is incredibly good now. I, I think with Henry back, with our receiving core back, we can control the ball. We can stop teams. We can get them off the field. And uh, we, have a, we have a solid kicker. It's like all the things that were frustrating about our team early in the season and last season. I feel like we really strengthened. And, like, we just have a core group. A, a team that just we don't really have a ton of holes and I, I don't think there's a team that can sort of deal with us uh deal with our, our running game and deal with our defense so Landon Derry says we've got a good pass rush we've got a good special teams good kicking game we've got veteran players we've got a good running game that is the measure that is what it's going to take right when teams win the Super Bowl they have a good gutsy quarterback 
They can convert third downs. They can keep the ball in the third and fourth quarter of the conference championship game in the Super Bowl. And they have a deep, healthy pass rush with four or five guys that will constantly get get after you. Is Derry right? Do we have those things? Yes, Derry is 100% right. We are a contender. All these power rankings that have a 7 or 8 in the Bills ahead of us and the Chiefs ahead of us and the Rams ahead of us, I don't care. We beat those teams when they were better and we were worse injury health-wise, and we'll beat them again, and they'll come here, and it doesn't matter. We're the sixth best third-down defense. Last year, we were the worst ever. This year, we're one of the best. We're seventh in red zone percentage. That is how many times opposing teams' offenses, their their red zone drives get a touchdown. We're a bend-don't-break defense. Since our bye, even though we haven't really played anyone good, we're giving up 10 points a game, and it's not a coincidence that we finally got healthy overall, and we're suddenly dominating teams. On offense, I think the worry is, we talked about this Sunday, if we get into a situation where we can't keep running with Henry and we have to throw the ball and we only have A.J. Brown and Julio, then I think you can start being a bit worried. But defense plus an elite running game, and like you said, Tannehill, even though his playoff performances for us have been lackluster, this year he's shown he has the grit. He can just piece enough together that I think with how great our defense is and the fact that we have home field advantage, we don't have to worry about the crowd at Arrowhead. I think we're 100% contenders. If we win on Sunday, can we beat a team after we've had a week off and they obviously have the momentum of winning a playoff game and then go the next week and probably have to do to Patrick Mahomes what Tampa Bay did last year to him, just absolutely get after him. That's what it takes to beat him. And turn around two weeks later and beat Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Honestly, do do we have what it takes to make this run? We do. I think we kind of answered that question coming off the short week, or I guess, uh, yeah, coming off the short week when we had to play San Francisco, you know, we got up for that game relatively quickly. Now, granted, they don't have the Mahomes or the Rodgers to like what we're talking about, but they were a really worthy opponent, and we came into that game, and we did our normal like flop to start off the game and we were down 10 nothing and then we came back and won a very crucial game that that you know a lot of the players on this team were a part of the AFC championship team a couple years ago where we went into Kansas City and did not play well we got our our butts handed to us and I think if that's going to be the situation we're going to be out to get some revenge honestly any team that makes it to the Super Bowl I think all bets are off for everybody I think we can do it. I think we can shut down Aaron Rodgers. You know, obviously shut down Aaron Rodgers, you know, is a term that isn't really defined. Uh, I'm not saying we're going to hold him to no touchdowns, but I don't think we would let him throw for six touchdowns or whatever it might be. I think we could do it, though. I think we could we could get there. We can we can hang with anybody. And we've proven that time and time again. So whether it's Rodgers, whether it's Mahomes, I think we're in a good spot. And. They have to do the same kind of thing. They have to run a gauntlet, too. And you guys mentioned Mahomes, and the national media is in love with the Chiefs again, which, for good reason, they've been really hot since they lost to the Bengals. But does everyone just have collective... Does the national media have collective amnesia about what happened in Week 6, where a Mahomes offense at full strength was going up against a secondary where Greg Maben and Chris Jones were a starter in the first rotational guy, and they scored zero touchdowns? <laughs> I mean, our offensive line has been better since then. We'll be as healthy weapon-wise as we were that game. Our defense is better because we got Christian Fulton back. We have Amani Hooker back. We have Jayon Brown back who missed that game. Does everyone just forget what happened the last time the Chiefs came to Nissan? I mean, yeah, the playoffs are a different animal, but and the Chiefs' offense has been good recently, but Tyree Kill has not been the game-breaking threat outside of a couple games. 
Kelsey, we've shown this year against Kelsey and Kittle, we can hamper the elite tight ends. We have a great running game. I'm not really sure about their running game. Their offensive line is banged up because they keep re- they keep cycling through right tackles. Does everyone just forget what ha- what we what our defense did to Mahomes last time? He had 100 yards before garbage time. The media has forgotten about that because they are a different team from Week Six. They have pulled it together, but they are not the 2019 team that pulled away from us in Arrowhead, and we didn't have a pass rush, and they were clicking in a way that they haven't clicked. Uh, since the AFC Championship game last year. There's something up with them. I think I thought it was their their pass protection, but I do agree while they have improved since they just absolutely looked awful in the middle of this season, especially against us, they have put it back together. But I don't see them what they were in 19. I still think it's the Chiefs, it's us, it's the Bengals. We'll find out what order. I think that's the real AFC contenders right now. I could be wrong. But, yes, I mean, the Chiefs belong as contenders, but we could beat them again in the playoffs. I think how to beat them was put on full display last February in the Super Bowl. It's just going to be up to us to get after them. I'm I'm glad you mentioned the Bengals because, honestly, out of the remaining AFC teams, I think I'm most concerned about the Bengals. Well, the Bengals have holes, and they haven't been here before. I'm worried about them down the road, but they could absolutely ride a wave to the Super Bowl. I mean, they absolutely could. Now, they're like us. They've lost to as many bad teams as they have good teams. So you kind of wonder every Sunday, right? But Mm -hmm. I don't think they're a complete team. I don't think they have their 53 could match our 53, but they've got a couple of guys that are basically rocket ships. The end, right? Like if we, if somebody lets Burrow and his little buddy roll, we've, I mean, we have TVs. We've seen the last two weeks. Uh, they've been unbelievable. Really good coaching staffs and really good veteran players can figure out their weaknesses and beat them. That's what I think. But they are every bit of a contender this I think, year. I think last week's game between the Bengals and Chiefs was was telling though, right? That what the Chiefs scored what three points in the second half. Like that's that's not the same Chiefs team, right? They they should have been able to put a few more points on the board, uh, or at least had a few more extended possessions to slow down that Bengals, um, you know, comeback. But they couldn't, and so that's why I don't really fear the Chiefs. They're not the they're not the same team, and certainly I agree the Bengals are dynamic. They're a dynamic team, but super inexperienced, and I and I think. They don't do a good enough job of protecting Burrow. Now, if they protect Burrow, they can make things happen. But I, I don't think that line is uh, – that's that's their glaring hole on that team. Yeah, the Bengals' offensive line, at this point, I would say it's leaking into bad territory. Ours is creeping out of bad territory. Out, out of bad territory. They lost Riley, Riley Reef at right tackle, which has been an issue. But Burrow's been sacked the most all year. The run game is decent, although they don't average – great yards per carry and we and we've seen how great our pass rush is if you can consistently rush four guys and drop seven and just jamar chase isn't single-handedly breaking games open you can beat them and their defense can be hot and cold we saw that they the chiefs scored four straight touchdowns in the first half and we saw like the jets carved up their defense then the second half boom the chiefs only had three possessions they scored three points the big old defense just flipped the switch they're just they're not consistent they're like us a couple years ago where we just couldn't quite put it together, although they have a lot more talent. In a playoff run, all you need is four good run. All you need is four good games to make it all the way. And I think they can definitely hit that. But I think if they had to come to Nissan, their first playoff game for pretty much everyone on that roster, with that offensive line, I wouldn't be too scared. Now, in a year or two, if they address that offensive line, I'm going to be terrified. Big fella, Derry says the Chiefs didn't win that game Sunday because they couldn't keep Burrow off the field. They didn't have to beat him. They had to keep him off the field. They weren't able to do that. In an AFC Championship game, almost a month from now, 
in a whatever kind of weather we're going to have in Nashville. The question is not, well, how good is Burrow and how good is this guy? It's going to be, what's our pass rush like? And when we have to, can our offense, can Derrick Henry keep Burrow and friends off the field? That makes me feel kind of confident when I look at it that way. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think what against the Niners, there was a, a drive where we've, what we had, the drive lasted, what, 11 minutes? I mean, that's how we were able to take the Niners out of that game. And I think, like you're saying, keeping Burrow off the field is the way you beat the Bengals. They're not gangbusters. They're not the 85 Bears. So I feel like we'd be able to run on them and run well. Mm-hmm. I think if we get into a shootout, that's where I get terrified. However, our defense has done really well at stopping these rookie receivers this year. I mean, Jalen Waddle kind of shut him out past weekend. Jamar Chase is a completely different beast, though. <laughs> I yeah, but Jamar Chase doesn't play defense. And <laughs> right. uh, we, you know, in the playoffs, physicality, weather, play style, experience, they're, they're more. They become more important. And so, yeah, that's great. But we've seen this a lot. Like, do we have a defense that can just keep it from going out of control, that can get a couple of turnovers? And do we have an offense in the third and fourth quarter? That is the whole reason we've done everything we've done in the last five years is to have a defense that can hold the ball. We're built for the playoffs. We're built for this if we're healthy. And so that's what that's the way we'll win it is we'll get after them. We'll make it uncomfortable for whatever awesome quarterbacks we're going to see, and we'll see plenty because they're all in the playoffs. That's how it works. The idea is ball control. Can we – and we we have the greatest ball control guy in the NFL. If he's healthy, he'll – that's what he does in the third or, third or fourth quarter. That's what I'm already thinking about because that's how it's going to work. Having home field advantage – Absolutely helps that. The last time we had field advantage throughout the playoffs was 2008. And in the first game, the Ravens came in and beat us because they were a more physical team. And they injured. And they knew Chris exactly what they were doing. They had more experience. I feel like we could be an iteration of that 08 Ravens team. Uh, yes, anything can happen, right? But I feel like all things being equal, everyone has to be as worried about us as we're worried about them. Yes, I'm worried about the Bengals. Yes, the Chiefs. Yes, whoever we'd play in good weather in L.A. in February. But other than that, guys, for the first time maybe ever, I just feel like, yeah, I mean, I like our chances as much as anybody. Yeah, I would agree. I'll tell you what, I hope Vrabel wins Coach of the Year because the adversity we faced, I mean, there, yeah. It should be him or LaFleur because the Packers had a lot of injuries too. We had a lot more volume, but they probably had a bit more in terms of quality. And they went, this is their third straight year of winning 13 games. I think it's Lafer or like Vrabel, and it's everyone else. Like Zach Taylor is nice, but at the same time, they just added so much talent overall. And Burrow got healthy, and it's like, was he really a better coach? Did he have to coach to adversity like Lafer or Vrabel have, or was it just the roster got better and they were actually good? Like when Nagy well, won, yeah, they were good, but they added so much defensive talent, and he wasn't—he was really the same guy. It was just he had more success. Derry, I think it's um, uh, Mike's award to lose and that he could lose a Sunday. They don't vote until the end of the regular season. But honestly, Landon makes a really good point about Matt LaFleur, but Matt LaFleur didn't play for two months without Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's what I was going to say. Like the the success we've had losing our best player and, and then just our high profile players, right? No, no Derrick Henry, uh, AJ missing a ton of games. Julio, while Julio is just a name. And like, I, I think like we've seen that he's not the player that he was, but even not having him really, 
you know, at all this season from my perspective. Uh, and just the, the turnover of the roster, the fact that we, we sort of, if we finish with the number one seed in a highly competitive AFC, I think that, that would solidify us as the, uh, uh, and Vrabel as the coach of the year. I think Aaron Rodgers has proven that he's the MVP. And so I think that's almost going to take away from LaFleur's uh, success too, right? Back-to-back MVPs potentially okay. for, for Rodgers. Is, you know, you have that quarterback, you're going to have a good team. Yeah, and Vrabel will have the narrative edge, like you said, because we lost Henry, everyone wrote us off. We used the most players in NFL history. Every, Pretty much every single important piece missed four to six games, and we were starting practice squad players left and right. And we've kept it together. We've won ugly. We've won through the strength of our coaching and situ awareness and just gritting it out. Like a lot of our game, our, a lot of our games have been really ugly, really close. And Which that can be like a turn. Yeah. Yeah. But when you look at it in hindsight, you're like, yeah, they were using a practice squad running back and a practice squad wide receiver two and a practice squad corner and pass rusher and this and that. It's like when everything keeps shuffling and the team keeps succeeding, it has to be the coaching. Landon, if we don't win Sunday, and we have to kind of explore this, um, we would obviously not have the bye, and we'd be playing a home game next Sunday because we're still going to win our division. So who would we be likely to play? I know a lot of things have to be determined, but in your mind, who would we be likely to play Sunday if we don't win in Houston? Assuming Indy beats the Jags, which they should, but Jacksonville seems to be cursed for them recently. Assuming Indy wins, they're the sixth seed. Then it comes down to... Whoever wins the Sunday night game between Raiders and Chargers. And either team is a good matchup for us. Because I'm pretty sure even if we lose next week, we'll still end up being the two seed. If we lose, we're the two seed. It would probably be Chargers or Raiders. Both teams are good matchups because they're really flawed. The Chargers have a good offense, but I think coming up here in the cold, like they're the second worst third down defense ever behind us last year. They're the worst run defense in the NFL. We talk about like the Texans are a really bad run defense too which is why it's so great Henry can maybe shake off the rest against them. But for a full game, the Chargers are like the ideal defense for Henry because, I mean, freaking Rex Burkhead ran for 150 yards and two touchdowns in his sleep on them. What's Derrick Henry going to do outside in the cold weather? Make a good point. I worry about Brandon Cooks, big fella, who's quietly had a 1,000-yard season. He's shown a lot of character and a lot of toughness. But it is hard to imagine uh, what they can mount Sunday, but they will be at home playing – a lot for their jobs. Uh, Davis Mills has shown here and there some stuff. Burkhead, Ingram, these guys are tough. Uh, Nico Collins has got a future in the NFL. That defense is uh, obviously undermanned. Um, what would have to go in your mind? How would it have to play out for us to lose this game? Like, who who would step up? What would happen? We, we would have to lose this game, right? It, they wouldn't. We'd have no. to hand it to them. Yeah, there, there's no way that they can win this game, but we could lose it. Like, if something happened to Tannehill, if uh, – Man, it's hard to think of ways that we could lose it. But I think if something happened to Tannehill, if if our defensive backfield broke down and Cooks just got behind us all day, like you just said, that's something that would worry me. I don't think they're going to have a whole lot of success against us. I mean, if this were any other team that we don't play twice a year, maybe. But, you know, we've been in the building. Almost everybody on our roster is familiar with that trip to Houston. They're familiar with their stadium. I think, honestly, from what I've seen on social media, there's going to be a gigantic two-tone blue contingent there at the game. I mean, we were debating going on that game, but I just think it's going to feel kind of like a either a neutral field or a Titans home game. It's really hard to, to envision a scenario where we lose the game. 
Also, the only way we lose this game is the same way we've lost our last few. We turn the ball over. That's it. Right. If we if we protect the ball, we win. They they don't have enough talent. They don't have they don't have a reason to play <laughs> to to win this game uh, as an organization. And so, uh, but the the last three losses we've had have all been because we've turned the ball over too much. It's pretty easy when you think about it. That it's just going to be about not making mistakes. We've done a really nice job uh, against a pretty good team on Sunday, albeit at home, of you know just ball control and basically you can't make mistakes in, in winning a game like that. We did that against the Jags as well. So one would think uh, the way we've rounded into form and we've gotten healthy that we, we understand how the only way we can lose this game is so we just can't do anything really dumb. So I think you'll see a really vanilla, really conservative, uh, obviously, play call and uh, we'll just try to get everybody out of there healthy. I think the win is going to come if we just don't do anything absolutely ridiculous. Guys, let's talk about the rest of uh, the NFL. Uh, of course, Week 18, uh, it's weird to say still, but uh, the last week of the season, we don't get a Thursday night or a Monday night game, but we get two Saturday games. Uh, Chiefs-Broncos, um, as Landon previously mentioned, 3.30 on um, uh, ESPN. And then Cowboys-Eagles, of course, later that night, 7.15. That'll be fun. And then we got our normal slate of games, and uh, the night game is, of course, what I consider the first playoff game, Chargers-Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll – We'll start with you, Derry. What are you most interested in outside of Houston on uh, on this last weekend of the NFL regular season? I'm really interested in this Dallas Philly game. You know, I think Jalen Hurts as a as a you know has actually proven that he's he's a franchise guy, right? He's a guy like second year quarterback. I think he's shown some growth. I, I have a feeling that they're going to beat Dallas, and you know, and uh, and I think they've got an interesting team that can I think make a little bit of noise in the playoffs. I'm not saying they could. Um, you know, get to the Super Bowl, but I wouldn't actually be surprised if they made it to the NFC title game. Just, you know, with the with the roster that they have, I, I really like that team. So I'm I'm interested in seeing how well they play, the way they sort of transitioned from a team that passed the ball super heavy in the first half of the year to now they are just right. a run heavy team. Um, and so, and I and I think the defense is solid. Um, and so I'm interested in that game. Obviously, the 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 Chargers. Uh, versus Raiders game is super interesting, but I, I agree with Landon that I don't think either of those teams are contenders. Right. Uh, they're going to have to win an arrowhead a week after uh, yeah. uh, they yeah. would win that game. So it, it does seem kind of kind of a tall tale, but uh, it's going to make for an interesting uh, game for us to watch. But they're not super on my radar. The thing about Hurts is um, there's a lot of division on him and, and what he could be in the future. Uh, 3,000 yards passing this year. Um had a decent rating, 87-2, ran for almost 800 yards with a game to go. They have a lot of good young talent, uh, especially on offense. They've got a lot of extra picks coming. They could build around him if they want. I mean, in Baltimore could show them out. He's no Lamar Jackson per se. But, I mean, there's something to be said for just building around a guy, a guy they already have in the building. He has high character. So Dallas Philly is always interesting. Uh, what about you, big fellow? What, what what's got you interested about this last weekend? Um, I'm really interested to see the Niners at the Rams because there are a lot of implications on that game. I, the Niners still have a chance to get in if they win, um, and I believe the Saints have to lose. The Niners win and they make it for the Saints to make it. For all right, so there's one wild card spot left for between Niners and Saints. Saints make it if the Niners lose and the Saints win. Niners make it if they win or the Saints lose. So, well, I mean, then obviously, yeah. I mean, and we, we've seen how, 
you've we've seen this Niners team up close, and we know the playmakers they do have. So I think it's an interesting game to to keep an eye on. I, I agree too, but I just think they're a quarterback away. That's the only problem. But uh, they would be dangerous if they had, you know, like the twelfth best quarterback in the league. Sure, I think they could be dangerous with what they have. Yep, but I think that'll be interesting. I kind of. I kind of also will be interested to see the Bengals-Browns game. We already talked about how they're sitting a whole bunch of their players, and I get that, but as a fan, as a former player, it always feels weird to me to rest players because, you know, they're going to lose. They're going to come into the playoffs with potentially a loss and lose the momentum that they've kind of stacked up over the past month. You know, they just beat the Chiefs in a nail-biter. I mean, it doesn't get bigger than that, and they're going to kind of lose all that momentum now maybe inside the building they don't but they'll still be coming off of a loss and it just feels weird to me well landon tell us what you're interested in and also give us the other race uh besides the playoff race what are the contingencies on this last week for who gets the number one pick so there's two games i'm looking at both have asc implications and two teams that i've just been really low on all year chiefs broncos 330 Drew Locke is starting for the Broncos, so it'll be hard to see what the Chiefs' defense really is. I've been, I haven't been a believer in their defense this whole year, and their offense wasn't really that good the first time in Den- wasn't really good the first time in Arrowhead. This game is in Denver. The Broncos have a good defense. I'm just to see how the Chiefs respond, see if Tyreek Hill can wake up, and see, and we'll see how much they actually play before getting ready for the wild card next week. And then this team isn't going anywhere this year, but Patriots at Dolphins. We just smoked the Dolphins, so this game doesn't really have any importance because the Dolphins are out. But the Patriots, they're playing the Bills in the first round. The only difference is if the Bills lose to the Jets at home, which I hope happens but probably won't, they'll just flip-flop who wins the division, who gets to host it. But Patriots, I haven't believed in all year. They're going up against a good defense. The Patriots lost to the Dolphins in Foxborough in Week 1. We'll see if Mac Jones can break out of his slump or was it just... He's playing the Jags, and he's beating up on bad teams like he has all year. I want them both to lose. You guys know my <laughs> lack of love for the AFCs, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see because I, I want to get a cue from the Patriots and the Chiefs, like you mentioned, of kind of how ready they are heading into to the playoff because they've both shown, obviously, last week they've, they've – the last few weeks they've shown some, some head scratchers. There's some weaknesses there. As for the first overall pick, it's only two teams. It is Jags and Lions. So right now, the Jags have the edge because, one, the Lions tied, and, two, they have a higher strength of schedule. So if the Jags beat the Colts and the Lions lose to the Packers, and it's looking like Aaron Rodgers and or Devontae Adams and others, are they going to treat it like a preseason game or might sit out entirely? So the Jags have pretty much had the number one pick locked up unless they upset the Colts in Jacksonville, which would be hilarious. Because then Indy, Indy might not make the playoffs because then Chargers Raiders would just have to throw away their Sunday night game in time. They both make it. And then Detroit would have to beat uh, the B-team Packers. So it looks like, once again, the first overall pick is going back to Jacksonville. I feel sorry for Kayvon Thibodeau or Aiden Hutchinson for being drafted to that organization. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they should have the first pick back-to-back years. That's just pathetic. And I think the kid from uh, Michigan... Uh, I just think they should just award him to Detroit because at least they're trying and he's from, you know, from Michigan. So, yeah, they're both probably praying that. uh, They're both probably praying that 
the other one goes and they get to go to Detroit because Detroit <clears throat> actually looks pretty good. And Dan Campbell. Yeah, I would rather play for Detroit. And, ja- and Florida's like my favorite place on earth. That tells you everything you need to know. I did see a funny article that you guys will take. You, you'll you laugh at and appreciate it. The Jaguars will be interviewing Bill O'Brien as a head coach. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I also saw that their fans are, are organizing a clown movement for Sunday where they're just going to dress up as clowns to yeah. express their disappointment. The well, only- if they're hiring Bill O'Brien to be offensive coordinator, maybe. Uh, and uh, I think he could earn his way back into head coach, but he obviously doesn't need to be a general manager. That's more on Houston than Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien can coach. Hmm. But they should be able to do better than a guy who got laughed out of the league last year. I'll tell you what. Derek, that, that job is Byron left, which is to lose. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I think it's time. But, Derry, if you were the general manager of Jacksonville, uh, Jacksonville fans you wish, who, who who would be number one on your list before interviews? Gosh, that's hard for me to say because I hate the Jaguars so much. I want them to stay horrible. Like, I love the, I love so, the two wins. I love the minimum two yeah, so wins we big, get every year. <laughs> yeah, so big, big fella says Brian left, which I would say Todd Bowles. Uh, so they're both – you know, currently coaching in Florida, uh, it's there's not a name that 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 comes to your mind. A guy that they're a guy that's more like, deserving of a of a head coaching opportunity than Bill O'Brien. Per se. Yeah, I like Leftwich. I, I think you know, former Jag, minority candidate, already you know coaching at a Florida you know team, so aware of the area. I, I think you know he's a former quarterback. They have a young quarterback there, so you know they can sort of grow together as coach and and, and QB. Um, and so I, I like that. I like that that call. I, th- I think that makes sense. It, it, if they don't make that hire, it'd be surprising. Although certainly, um, you know, there are some other good you know candidates out there. I, I think sometimes too often, you know, you you pick the names that are just obvious. And I think like you know, like they need to have a true expansive search and think about what they're trying to build, a culture that they're trying to build. I say all that hoping that they don't do any of those things and that they hire somebody horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're the general manager of the Jags, I can safely assume you would tank it. You would be like, yeah, Bill O'Brien, let's do it. You. <laughs> no, it's just like, let's bring back Urban. You know what? We thought about it. Yeah. Let's bring him back. Well, that's it. Uh, obviously, we're super pumped for Sunday and for what the rest of um, uh, NFL season holds for the Tennessee Titans. Uh Guys, uh, thanks for being with us today. All of our uh, listeners, we appreciate you. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up.